So is the carnivore diet good for your heart or is it dangerous for your heart? A new fad that we are seeing now is this new carnivore diet. This is not something new. This started in the 80s and 90s when Dr. Atkins kind of first started the Atkins diet. It was basically eat a bunch of protein or meat, no carbohydrates, and you'll do well. That eventually became the South Beach diet, which is Dr. Agastin, who is actually a cardiologist. He said, well, look, Atkins, your <laughs> doctor, Dr. Wars, right? He was like, look, Dr. Atkins, your diet works and it's good. And there's some data that it can help, but you're telling people to eat protein that could be unhealthy. I'm going to tell them to eat leaner cuts of protein, leaner meats so that it is healthier. He is a cardiologist. So he came up with the South Beach diet. And that was the healthier version of it, where the fats that you're eating are actually healthier. The carbs that you're eating are actually healthier. Later, this evolved, like, you know, it's gone through some iterations. A lot of the grifters online just jump from one thing to the next. You try to hustle and make some money off people who don't know any better. Um, but later, you know, it evolved into this paleo thing. And then after that, it evolved into the keto thing. And then now it's like the extreme of everything, which is this, let's eat animals nose to tail. And, uh, you know, it became this whole carnivore thing. And, you know, the funny thing is this carnivore thing was started out by a guy named Frank Tufano. It was not even started by these carnivore doctors, but of course they want to take credit for it. You know, all the carnivore MDs, it was not started by them. It was actually started by Frank Tufano. This is a kid who's probably in his 20s when he did this. For eight years, he's been on YouTube giving lectures and talks about how he's going to start eating animals nose to tail and a lot of the verbiage and words that he uses that the carnivore doctors use now uh, actually came from him. So it's not even from the carnivores. And I did do the the debate with Carnivore MD, uh, Paul Saladino. He asked me on to his uh, podcast and we did do uh, that talk. Um, so that was obviously... Very uh, interesting. Um, so the the point is that the, the point I'm trying to make is like, let's talk about the actual science of the carnivore diet and not just like waste time, not uh, addressing the elephant in the room, you know, if you want to call it an elephant. Um, but anyways, so the carnivore diet is this diet where you basically eat just meat. At least you try your best to eat just meat. Now, most of these carnivore doctors have ultimately started adding more uh, varied and different kinds of foods back into their diet. Um, so that is one thing to note. The carnivore doctors, vast majority of them, if you read some of their interviews, they like one of them, I think it was Baker, said he two days two days out of the week, he doesn't even eat carnivore. The other guy, I forget his name, Barry maybe or something like that. He also in some interviews supposedly said the same thing. I don't know, I don't track these people that well. Um Paul Saladino, I've talked to him personally, and you can see from his videos that he actually added a lot of fruits uh, back into his diet. He thinks vegetables are the enemy and are dangerous for humans. Not sure how he came up with that conclusion, but a lot of it was based on some of this kid Frank Dufamo stuff. Um, but he feels that vegetables are have defense chemicals and mechanisms, and they try to harm humans so they don't get eaten. Maybe that's true, but when you cook these things or they get digested, they're actually protective. Every study that's ever been done shows that adding fruits and vegetables to your diet improves longevity and mortality, regardless of where your diet even starts. So let's say you're eating all meat, all red meat, and it's a dangerous diet, 
the adding fruits and vegetables to it actually is protective and uh, helpful. So that's one very important uh, point to note. Um, so I'm not sure where some of these people come up with this stuff. The other thing to notice too is a lot of these carnivore doctors, almost every single one of them really, um, have lost their medical license at some point. So they need this grift. They need this audience. They need this contrarian view to have an audience to peddle things to, whether it's their organ meat supplements or their, you know, silly, you know, whatever blood tests and labs and all this stuff. I mean, each one of them is selling something different, but they kind of need this now because they have nothing else really going on for them. And also you got to wonder about the um, intelligence of these physicians. I don't generally like to poke fun uh, of other physicians, but if you are that smart that you got into these fields and went to medical school and came out the other end as a physician, and this is all you took from medical school education and your intelligence, you know, you're an intelligent person and this is what you come up with, that all you got to do is eat red, eat red meat and that's it and you'll be super healthy, well, then that that's kind of pretty sad. And then the funny thing is they, they just confirm their bias. They just read studies and post studies that they don't even understand. They don't understand the confidence intervals. They don't understand the p-values. They just find a headline that seems a little clickbaity. And they're like, well, look at what this study shows. And they show the uh, headline, which is like saturated fat this or red meat that, you know, whatever it is, without even reading the actual uh, article, which is also sad. You know, you if you're a scientist that you claim you are and you're a doctor or a student of the game, then you should not be just reading one uh, headline and thinking that's what the study actually uh, shows. So let's get into the science. Um, there's a lot of science behind these types of diets. We'll get into all of it and hopefully you'll come away a lot smarter. There's an entire chapter on this in my new cholesterol book. And there is a blog article called, Is the Carnivore Diet Safe or Good for Your Health? A review of the evidence and studies. Highly recommend you go to my blog, drallo.net slash blog. And search for carnivore if you want to link to all the studies. All of the studies that we are going to talk about are in there. So let's go over the data regarding uh, red meat, carnivore, cancer, heart disease, what have you. So the one thing I will note is there's a lots of financial incentives for the physicians that are uh, promoting this diet to continue promoting it. Um, you can type in their names and look it up online, but you'll see that a lot of them, for the vast majority of them, um, no longer practice medicine, either by choice or by force. And they're making a lot of money uh, doing this um, contrarian thing online. And by contrarian, we mean like against all of the data um, and evidence. So let's take a look at the data and the science. The first article examines from the New England Journal of Medicine from 2009. The article is called Comparison of Weight Loss Diets with Different Compositions of Fat, Protein, and Carbohydrates. They basically changed the diff, the macronutrient composition. They tried higher fat, lower fat, what have you, low carb, no carb, whatever. And they said that basically if you lost weight and your weight came down, that your cardiovascular markers improved. Their exact conclusion was reduced calorie diets result in clinically meaningful weight loss regardless of which macronutrients they emphasize. So regardless of what macronutrient you emphasize, you can actually cause weight loss. Another article from 2009 titled, Weight Reducing Diets, Are There Any Differences? So again, they concluded that 
only the level of calories, quote-unquote, mattered and not the source of the calories. So in this case, it really didn't matter what calories you used or what types of foods you ate. As long as your calories were reduced, that is the only thing that tracked with actual weight loss. Now, I'm just setting this up as kind of background information because a lot of people are like, well, I use this diet because it works for me. The overwhelming amount of data and science says that if the diet works for you and you lose weight, your cardiovascular markers will improve. So that's kind of where we uh, stand. You can watch my super long uh, diet lecture on YouTube uh, if you'd like. Um, another study from 2003 in New Orleans at the American College of Cardiology Conference showed that they, when they analyzed the UK Biobank uh, database for people who did a uh, keto, diet, keto type diet versus non-keto type diet, it was a very well done study. Um, they followed them for 11.8 years in follow-up. The hazard ratio for a keto-style diet was 2.18, meaning your chance of increasing cardiovascular disease was two point times higher than it was if you didn't. And again, you can go to my blog, drallo.net slash blog, and read all of these articles and the link outs to all of these studies. Now, I will also mention that a lot of these carnivores are fake carnivores. If you look at the interviews, like I said probably earlier, um, many of them do not, do not actually follow this diet very strictly. And a lot of them have actually been accused of um, doing steroids like Liver King, for example, you know, he had, takes $12,000 a month, $12,000 a month worth of uh, steroids, mainly to sell his, you know, $100, $200 million worth of uh, supplements every year. Now, one of the things that they like to bring up is they say these are ancestral diets. And we talked about why this is just not true. Uh, Dr. Herman Ponzer out of Duke University has debunked this myth. Now, let me be clear that our ancestors and our mummies and heart disease, I posted multiple articles on this as well, and it's also in my blog um, in the uh, link section. If you look at the autopsies done on mummies, they lived to an average age of 42 years old, and they mostly died of heart disease. Um, and we know that since that time, we have actually prolonged the average lifespan. We've added about 30 to 50 years of life um, to the average life um, of the modern-day human being. So what about the heart disease research, the carnivore diet and heart disease? So there's a ton of studies. I list about seven in a row on my blog. I don't want to bore you with them, but I'll read you some of the highlights. The, num the number one study that I have listed there, there was a 12%. This is a meta-analysis that included data from 36 studies and found that each additional serving of red meat per day was associated with a 12% increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Another study, let's go to number two. This meta-analysis included data from seven studies, and over 2 million participants found that each additional serving of red meat was associated with a 10% increased risk of stroke. Um, the next study, um, this review included data from 14 studies and found that each additional serving of red meat per day was associated with a 35 millimeter per mercury increase in systolic blood pressure. And there's about four or five studies that confirm that. Um, another study, uh, animal products and especially red meat are high in saturated fats, which increase LDL cholesterol levels and cause atherosclerotic heart disease. Yes, it's the LDL that causes the atherosclerotic heart disease. And animal fats, can, and there's a link out to the study there. Saturated fat increases cholesterol synthesis in the liver and it downregulates the liver's ability, the LDL receptors, to 
eliminate or clear LDL particles out of circulation. Number five there, um, there was another study, carnivore diet is high in unhealthy fats, sodium, and other additives that may be harmful to cardiovascular health, which showed that these high sodium and preservative meats um, have, a, have been linked to increased risk of heart disease, cancer, and other chronic diseases. And the next one, I believe we're on number six now. Um, it says that adding fruit is okay. And many of these carnivores have started adding fruit because they know that adding fruit to your diet adds antioxidants. Um, you know, things like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, beans, legumes, rich sources of essential nutrients like fiber, always reduces uh, cardiovascular mortality, cancer risk, etc. Number seven, research shows that a keto or carnivore diet actually increases inflammation. Scientists found that switching from a baseline diet that was more balanced to a keto-style diet, which was mostly meat and fat, increased cholesterol and inflammatory markers, decreased triglycerides, and decreased insulin-mediated antilipolysis. Glucose hemostasis parameters were diet-dependent and test meal-dependent. All of these findings are worse. So this is another study with the link out to it if you want, that red meat style diets with high saturated fat increase inflammation. So it gets even worse. What about cancer risk? Um, so again, I list a ton of studies, but I'll go through the, the main ones. Number one, an all-meat diet increases the risk of colon cancer. Numerous studies have found a verifiable and consistent association between higher meat consumption and colon cancer. A systematic review and meta-analysis published in the journal in the journal Cancer Causes and Control found that higher red meat consumption was associated with an increased risk of colon cancer. The review included data from 12 studies and found that each additional serving of red meat per day was associated with a 17% increased risk of colon cancer. Um, another one, let's see, a meta-analysis published in the journal Breast Cancer Research found that a higher red meat consumption was associated with an increased risk of breast cancer. The meta-analysis includes data from 10 studies and found that each additional serving of red meat per day was associated with a 10% increased risk of breast cancer. The next uh, one here, um, more, more on these red meat and saturated fats. Red meats like lamb, pork, beef, bison, venison, goat, etc. are high in saturated fats, which have been linked to an increased risk of all forms of cancer. Bison, venison, and usually leaner have less fat. The worst offenders are processed meats. They are high in sodium and preservatives, which have also been shown to increase cancer risk. The next one, a diet that does not include fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts, beans, and other non-meat sources of nutrients will lack antioxidants and other nutrients that have been shown to fight cancer cells. And there's a link to three studies on that one. And all of these on my blog post have tons and tons of links to the actual studies so you can go read them. Um, another study from 2004 um, also looked at a randomized trial comparing low-fat and low-carbohydrate diets matched for energy and protein. And I'm just going to read you their exact conclusion. Our results showed no significant weight loss lipid serum lipid showed no significant weight loss lipid serum insulin or glucose differences between the two diets. Lipids were dramatically reduced on both diets with a trend for greater triglyceride reduction on the very low carb diet. Glucose levels were also reduced on both diets with a trend for insulin reduction on the very low carb diet. Compliance was excellent with both diets and side effects were mild although participants reported more food cravings and bad breath on the very low carb diet and more burping and flatulence on the low-fat diet. Um, and there's a link out uh, to the study. So the question then becomes, what is the healthiest study? And I have an entire other 
uh, article uh, on my blog on the Mediterranean diet or heart healthy diets and what have you. We can go through that next time. We've probably uh, gone a little bit too far on this. But the point of this is that carnivore diets, while in vogue and popular at this time, uh, the data does not support these. Um, the data basically is pointing to these diets causing or at least being associated with an increased risk of cancer and LDL uh, cholesterol getting higher, going higher. And a lot of these things are causative um, for these bad outcomes. So next time somebody wants to debate you about a carnivore or keto diet, you know, point them to this podcast. Now, I'm not completely against red meat. Me personally, I'm not a vegetarian or anything. You know, people say, well, you're just a vegan. No, I'm not. Um, I'm actually omnivorous. Humans are opportunistic omnivores. They eat whatever is available. But now that we live in 2023, almost 24, we have the ability to eat almost anything we want and we can choose to eat however we want. Almost any food is readily available to us. And we can eat carnivore, we can eat paleo, we can eat keto, Atkins, one meal a day, intermittent fasting. There are lots of different options for how you decide to eat. And the data just shows overwhelmingly that uh, eating a Mediterranean-style diet or a diet like the DASH diet is actually the safest and reduces your cardiovascular mortality cancer risk a lot lower. Um, and this is not news. We've known that, for example, eating a high-fiber diet, lots of beans, legumes, fruits, and vegetables, reduces cancer risk, especially GI cancer risk, for a very long time. And that's not uh, something new. So um, I don't think that that's new to you guys. I think everybody pretty much knows that part. It's the part about the LDL cholesterol going sky high that is an issue. And I know there's this whole new movement about, uh, what is this thing called? The lean mass hyperresponders, which I dedicated a whole chapter in my new cholesterol book to that exact section. And we go through the details uh, of that pretty uh, intricately in my book. Um, go to drallo.net slash cholesterol if you want to know when that book is going to come out. We're getting very, very uh, close. Once again, please share this podcast with all of your friends who want to hear more um, topics like this. This podcast doesn't grow without you sharing it uh, with your friends. Give me some awesome, amazing five-star reviews and uh, hope to see you on the other side. Peace. <laughs>